0: Whether you have a general interest in health and wellness, or you are already a medical professional, we're here to provide you with tools and resources to make informed decisions about your health. This is House Call, part of Hackensack Meridian Health's podcast. Here, our expert providers will share with you wellness tips, information, and general health advice. Thank you for listening. In the United States, it is estimated that 77.9 million adults have high blood pressure, also known as hypertension. Broken down, that is one out of every three adults. Given these staggering statistics, we've brought in Dr. Sulin Bukri, an internal medicine doctor at Hackensack Meridian Health Medical Group, to discuss the hype about hypertension. Welcome, Dr. Bukri.
1: Thanks, Brianna. Thank you for having me. What exactly is blood pressure a measure of? So blood pressure measures the force of blood pushing against the walls of the blood vessels. In hypertension, the force is consistently too high. Now,
0: does high blood pressure mean that your heart has to work harder to circulate that blood? Absolutely.
1: That is exactly right. And conversely, low blood pressure means? It means that um, the force of blood pushing against the walls of the blood vessel is low, and um, the definition is, Uh, having a blood pressure of less than 90 over 60 millimeters mercury.
0: Now, a normal blood pressure is typically 120 over 80, is that correct? That is correct. Now, what is the difference between the top number versus the bottom number?
1: Just a little background. Mm -hmm. In order for us to survive as humans um, and for our tissues and organs to function optimally, we need oxygen to be circulating around the body. This happens through a network of vessels. And when the heart beats, it creates pressure that pushes blood through a network of these tube-shaped blood vessels known as arteries, veins, and capillaries. This pressure, which we call blood pressure, is the result of two forces. The first force is called the systolic pressure. And it occurs as blood pumps out of the heart and into the arteries. The second force is a diastolic pressure, and it is created when the heart is at rest. So here we have the top number that we know as a systolic blood pressure, and then the bottom one, which is a diastolic pressure. Ah,
0: that's fascinating.
1: (laughs) Now, how exactly is blood pressure measured? So we use sphygmomanometers, and we know them as blood pressure machines. So when your doctor puts the cuff around your arm and pumps it up, what he or she is doing is cutting off the blood supply or the blood flow, I should say, with the pressure exerted by the cuff. As the pressure in the cuff is released, blood starts flowing again. And um, what we do is we listen with a stethoscope. The number at which blood starts flowing is that top number that I talked about earlier, which is a systolic blood pressure. And we continue listening until that sound goes away, at which point we capture when the heart starts resting, which is the diastolic blood pressure. Now, how
0: accurate are these readings so say for instance i go in and i have anxiety off the rip just meeting a doctor or i had three cups of coffee in the morning so how accurate you know is that arm cuff squeezing me
1: (laughs) so if it's taken under the correct circumstances and in the right with the right position very accurate indeed but you you mentioned a few things which certainly can affect the blood pressure in an adverse way so caffeine Uh, tends to increase the blood pressure, as well as being anxious, nervous, having pain, and a whole slew of other things, which um, needs to be addressed with a provider or with a clinician prior to taking the blood pressure.
0: So say you're with a patient, and you notice that they're a little anxious or nervous, you kind of sit them down, walk them through it, and say, you know, don't be nervous, and then you kind of get them...
1: To a normal state so then you could take their blood pressure absolutely we teach to this too in our practices so if the blood pressure is elevated and the patient obviously is nervous we give some time calm them down make sure that um, you know the room is quiet and that they're as relaxed as possible and um, we recheck the blood pressure and also before the end of the visit sometimes oftentimes it's anxiety not knowing what um, they're going to get told especially if they're new to the to the office so by the end of the visit oftentimes the blood pressure is is lower than Ah. when they first come in that's interesting
0: say you take somebody's blood pressure and they have a higher than average blood pressure reading so do you right then and there diagnose them with having hypertension
1: no because we do realize that the capture of the diagnosis of hypertension usually is taken at least two different times, and um, that's how we we usually capture it. So when the patient comes in and is in the office on that first day, we say, "Okay, come back within about two weeks. We'll recheck your blood pressure again, making sure that they're um, they're calm, and the positioning of the patient is appropriate." And I'll just say what that should look like. And this is for patients anywhere they take their blood pressure. The patient should be seated with the feet flat on the floor. The back should be supported. The um, arm should be at the level of the heart and supported. Um, the legs should be uncrossed. And again, um, the cuff size should be appropriate.
0: If they come back after multiple checkups and you know they now are diagnosed with hypertension, what are some modifiable factors that could have you know increased or the risk of somebody
1: being diagnosed with this right so modifiable factors are these factors that we actually can have some control over and so there are so many different lifestyle things that we actually can do something about whether it is a part of the diet uh looking at weight loss um looking at lowering the uh, sodium or salt intake. There's also smoking, so if you're a smoker that actually increases the blood pressure and can cause hypertension. So we recommend decreasing or stopping smoking, decreasing alcohol use, and losing weight. So these are some of the areas that we can definitely modify to gain better control of our blood pressures.
0: In terms of smoking, Mm -hmm does vaping also kind of play a factor into this I know it's a relatively new trend so there might not be much
1: research but just out of curiosity absolutely so vaping when we're talking about vaping we have different forms of vaping including e-cigarettes and personalized vaporizers even which is new to me Um, same here (laughs) (laughs) uh, but um, vape has Nicotine. It has polyethylene glycol as well. And, you know, for um, more, some of the other attributes, they put fragrances and stuff like that. The interesting thing about that is, nicotine is harmful. It's a toxic substance that increases epinephrine in the body. It increases the pulse rate, can increase the blood pressure, and certainly in some cases has been known to cause heart attacks. So it's, it's not safe. It's just a no-go all around, yeah. <laughs> it seems like that, doesn't it, Brianna? It does.
0: <laughs> we mentioned modifiable factors. Now, what are some non-modifiable factors that could you know, potentially lead somebody to having a diagnosis of, of hypertension?
1: Yeah, so these are the factors that we really we don't have a hand in, right? We were either born in a family that has hypertension as um, a predominant factor Or it could be gender, right? So gender plays a role with males having increased risk. There is also age. So as we get older, we tend to have elevations in our blood pressure. Can children be diagnosed with having high blood pressure? Is that rare? It is quite possible, yes. And there are certain um, pediatric conditions that can predispose to hypertension. And all these modifiable risk factors and non-modifiable risk factors also have to be taken into account. For
0: somebody who has high blood pressure, are there typically any signs or symptoms prior to their reading of them possibly having high blood pressure?
1: Oftentimes, no, not at all. That's frightening. it, It is. But you know, for decades, hypertension has been dubbed the silent killer for this reason, because you might feel perfectly normal without signs or symptoms and one fine day there is a major catastrophe and it's because of undetected hypertension. So there's no signs at all? Sometimes are there sometimes, any Sometimes, sometimes for some people there might be headaches, some people might experience dizziness, lightheadedness, um, but for most people it's really nothing at all.
0: And the only way to get this checked, then, is to go to your routine
1: physical or annual screening with your doctor? Right. So that is definitely highly recommended. Having an annual physical every year, if nothing more, is a big recommendation for for our population.
0: Now, after a diagnosis, what are the next steps?
1: As far as the management of a hypertensive patient, there are two folds of management, and they go hand in hand. One is pharmacologic and the other is non-pharmacologic. So we have a whole slew of antihypertensives that um, your physician, clinician can pick from. And the other part is what do we do in our daily lives? So the lifestyle modification piece. So as I mentioned, there are certain things that we can do to control our blood pressure and lower it on our own, uh, which include diet, low-salt diet, weight loss through diets as well with low-carbohydrates possibly, uh, exercising, if you are a smoker, stop smoking, uh, for alcohol use, decrease and or limit in the amount of alcohol um, that is used. And these things definitely improve the um, blood pressure.
0: For the listeners out there, what are some foods that are high in salt that they should avoid?
1: I would say anything that comes in a can uh, they tend to have more salt. If a uh, canned product is something that is of interest to you, there are options for low or no sodium added. So that's one thing. Chips tend to have more salt, certain nuts you get them and they have uh, salts as well added. So definitely processed foods tend to have a little bit more salt than you might need. So be, just be careful with, um, with that and you can always look at the labels to see the sodium content.
0: If you don't take control of your hypertension, you know, what can you risk?
1: So hypertension leads to a whole host of secondary problems. And um, just a note that the American Heart Association noted last year that cardiovascular disease remains the leading cause of death in the world. In the United States, heart disease is the number one cause of death. Now, specifically for hypertension, It leads to cardiovascular disease, strokes, heart attack, uh, heart failure, chronic kidney disease with um, a sequelae being Dialysis, okay. Poor circulation, and even your eyes can be affected by hypertension. Can Hyper- they really, they can. Yes, with significant elevations in the blood pressure over a period of time, um, hypertension can result in what we call hypertensive retinopathy, where where the blood vessels to the back of the eye can get affected, wow. and can lead to blindness. Wow, that is. Whoa, that's frightening. It is. It is. You know, as I said, hypertension has been dubbed a silent killer. So if you have not gone to see your primary care physician, you should. You should really go ahead. It's something that's very simple to check your blood pressure. You might not know that you have it unless you actually get your blood pressure measured. be right back going to schedule my uh,
0: annual physical with my doctor immediately (laughs) after this. (laughs) That, all of this being said, do you think there are any improvements being made in terms of treating and diagnosing and just really the prevention of hypertension?
1: Yes. So we have, uh, across the nation, we have several campaigns that are out for um, for hypertension. I know uh, for our institution, we have this big campaign this year, uh, just an, an example for you that is all about hypertension. It is for our patients, for our employees, and for our providers and office staff. Um, we've heard about efforts by various individuals to get sodium content lowered in, um, even in schools. So there is a lot of awareness around hypertension, but the onus is always on that individual to go out there to get the blood pressure measured, and to take control of their lives. To be proactive. Absolutely.
0: If someone is out there listening to this podcast who has just been newly diagnosed with hypertension, you know what are some words of encouragement or just general health advice that you would provide him or
1: her with? So just remember that hypertension and, and certainly high blood pressure impacts one in three individuals, so you're definitely not alone. The good news is that this is a condition that can be treated effectively with medications and changes in diet and exercise. There's a possibility of even getting off your medication. So over time with the medications, with lifestyle modification, this might be a possibility for you. Engage with your primary care physician and take control of your health today. Thank you. Thank you.
0: The material provided through this HealthU podcast is intended to be used as general information only and should not replace the advice of your physician. Always consult your physician for individual care.